0: message, shall me the, Bible, shall guide me in the narrow way. This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ.
1: Here's Billy Lambert. Very likely you have a favorite book to read. It may be a certain type of books that you like to read. I had a friend who, who enjoyed reading westerns and I saw his collection of westerns and he had read every one of those books. Maybe you like to read certain kinds of novels. Maybe you like to read books on science. But I think that most of us really love reading the Bible. Today we want to talk, just talk about some things about the Bible. Some very practical things that will help us to understand better about what the Bible ought to mean to us today. Stay tuned. I want to thank you for tuning in today, especially if this is your first time to watch getting to know your Bible. Every time we come on, we have someone watching for the first time. Of course, we have those who tell me, Brother Lambert, I watch every time you come on the air. And that's an encouragement to me. And that tells me there's lots and lots and lots of people who love the Bible. Stay tuned as we discuss this subject today. Now on getting to know your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course, and I emphasize the course is free, and we want you to have it so that you'll know more about the course and how you can have it free so you can study it at home. Let's pause for just a brief time. To
0: help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214.
1: In 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 15, the Apostle Paul wrote these words, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. The, bi- the book. The world is filled with books, but the greatest book there is is the Bible. The Bible is the greatest book that has ever ri- been written for a number of reasons. One reason I suggest to you that it's the greatest book that has ever been written, because this is God's book. It is inspired of God, according to Paul in 2 Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God this book is beyond all other books as the mountain is beyond a grain of sand as the ocean is beyond a drop of water and as the sun is beyond a candle this book is greater than all other books that have ever been written this is god's book Another reason that I suggest that this is the greatest book that has ever been written is because this is the book that tells me everything I need to know about myself. For example, if you wonder about the origin of life on this earth, this book answers that question. It tells me that in the beginning, God created. And God created not only the heavens, the earth, but God created man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So, So this book tells me of my origin it, do, it tells me that I am the result of the handiwork of God. God made man. Man is not the result of some evolutionary process. No. God is the, it, man is the handiwork of God himself. And this book is the greatest book because it tells me the reason that I'm living on this earth? Am I here just to have a good time? What is my purpose of being here? Do I feel as though I have a purpose for living? The Bible answers that question. And the Bible tells me that the reason that I'm living on this earth is to honor God and to glorify God. In 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31, Paul wrote, whether we eat or whether we drink, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it to glorify God. And that simply means that we do it to bring attention to God, to to give God honor, to give God praise, to, to, to recognize God and to recognize how awesome He is, how great He is, to glorify God. Everything I do in my life should be for the purpose of glorifying my Maker, glorifying God. See, the Bible tells me that that I have a reason for living, I have a purpose for living, and my purpose for living is to glorify the One who made me. Everything we do in life should be for that reason. Now, the Bible also answers the question about where I'm going once this life is over. Uh, You may wonder yourself, where, where am I headed? When man dies, does he go into some state of annihilation? Does man go into some unconscious state? What happens to man once he dies? To understand more about the, uh, the destiny of man and what happens when we die, of course we understand from the Bible that man is a dual being composed of body and spirit, and that when man dies there is the separation of the spirit from the body. J- James chapter 2 says that as the body without the spirit is dead so then faith without works is dead being alone so when man's spirit leaves the body that's when man dies but does man cease to exist and the Bible teaches that we do not cease to exist that man's spirit continues to live when we die we are the there's the separation of the body from the spirit and the body goes back to the earth from whence it came to await the resurrection of the dead. But the spirit goes into the unseen world, the Hadean world. And some in that Hadean world are in a state of bliss. Others are in a state of misery, hurt and punishment. Read Luke chapter 16 verses 19 to 31 for a little bit more information about that Hadean state. But the point I want to make is the Bible teaches that we continue to exist once we die. And there are two destinies before us. One leads to everlasting life, the other to everlasting punishment. In Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14, Jesus said, enter ye in at the straight gate Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction and many there be that go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. So before all of us, every one of us, regardless of who we are, there lies the destiny either to life or to everlasting punishment. You see, the Bible tells me about my destiny. Now, the destiny of my soul depends entirely upon the decisions that I make while I am living in this body. And if I make the decision to accept Jesus Christ, on the terms of his will, I live faithfully following the Lord Jesus Christ. Then when it comes my time to leave this world, then I will have a destiny that will lead to bliss and happiness eventually in an eternal state. And so the Bible is the greatest book because it tells me all that I need to know about myself. When, when we think about the Bible, there, there are just a few things that we need to keep in mind. One thing we need to keep in mind is that the Bible is inspired of God. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. Bible is God's book because it is inspired of God. It's not just a a book like Shakespeare or, or some other human author. This is a book inspired of God. Another thing to keep in mind when we study the Bible is that we have to study the Bible with an open mind. And If if you're not studying the Bible with an open mind, you're not going to fully understand it. Uh, Jesus knew people would not study the Bible with an open mind. Evidently, he did. Because he said, this people's heart is waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. In order for us to see the truth of God in the Bible, we must have our spiritual eyes open. We must study the Bible with unbiased eyes. We can't make up our mind what we want the Bible to mean. We can't say, well, this is what I think the Bible says, and then we go to the Bible to try to find some passages of Scripture to sort of prop up our theory about it. No, no, we don't go to the Bible for doctrine. The Bible is our doctrine. It is our teaching. And hence, when we study the Bible, we have to study it with an open mind, with open eyes, with open ears, with an open heart. So, something else to remember about this book is that you're never going to know it all. I have known of men and women who studied the Bible all of their lives for 50 or 60 years or more, and they would have admitted, had you asked them, that even though they studied the Bible hours every day, that they had never learned all there is to know about the Bible. You could study it for a lifetime and then not know all there is to know about this book. Till the swallows shall drink the oceans dry, the truths of God shall never be exhausted. Then something else to remember about the Bible When we study the Bible, we're studying a book that's going to be used as a standard, a divine standard of judgment. In John 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejecteth me, and receiveth not my word, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. And so this is going to be the standard by which we will be judged eventually. Now, that makes studying the Bible a very serious matter, doesn't it? That makes living by the Bible a very serious matter, an important matter in our lives. This is God's book, God's book indeed. Now, when we study the Bible, we need to understand that there are two great divisions of the Bible. I hold in my right hand the New Testament. I have in my left hand the Old Testament. You see, the Bible is divided into two Testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is composed Of 39 books. The New Testament is composed of 27 books. So really, the Bible is a collection of some 66 books. Someone says, I I just wonder how I can remember how many books there are in the Old Testament and how many there are in the New Testament. Well, here's a very simple way to always remember how many books there are in the Old Testament and the New Testament. There are three letters in the word Old. There are nine letters in the word Testament. So you put three and nine together, you have 39. 39 books in the Old Testament. Somebody says, Well, how will I remember how many there are in the New Testament? Well, there are three letters in the word new. There are nine letters in the word testament. And nine times three equals 27. So there's a simple way for you to always remember how many books there are in the Old Testament and how many books there are in the New Testament. Now, to make this practical, let me me challenge you to find a friend of yours and and just ask them do you know how many books there are in the old testament and and very likely some will know but there are a lot that don't know and then say oh, well how many are there in the new testament and you just reel it off well there are 39 books in the old testament there are 27 books in the new testament and then you say well let me tell you how you can remember it count the number of letters in the word oh there are 3 9 letters in the word testament and so, three to get put with a nine is 39 books in the Old Testament, three letters in the word New, nine letters in the word Testament, nine times three is 27. You'll just amaze your friends at how much you know about the Bible. You see, there are just some things that we need to know about the Bible that it is divided into the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now Jesus Christ endorsed every bit of it. Jesus endorsed not just the New Testament, but Jesus endorsed the Old Testament. As a matter of fact, some of the, the Jesus endorsed some of the things that people have questioned. He endorsed some of the very things that people have questioned. There are those that question the flood whether or not there was a worldwide flood. But, but Jesus endorsed the flood. In Matthew chapter 24, he says, As in the days of Noah were, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So Jesus endorsed the story about the flood. Jesus even endorsed the story about Jonah being swallowed by a great fish, a whale. In Matthew chapter 12, he said, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, even so must the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus endorsed that story. Jesus said the account about Jonah is a true account. Jesus endorsed the story about Lot's wife. You know, in the Old Testament, Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt as they were fleeing from Sodom. Well, in Luke chapter 17 and verse 32, Jesus just simply said, remember Lot's wife. Don't forget Lot's wife. Why, Jesus, in making that statement, put his stamp of approval on that Old Testament story. There's also a story in the Old Testament about a man by the name of Naaman, and he was a Syrian. He was a a soldier. He was a leader of of a group of soldiers. But he was a leper. But he was healed when he went and dipped in the River Jordan seven times. Jesus endorsed that story. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus said, There were many lepers in Israel in the days of Elias the prophet, and none of them was healed, saving Naaman the Syrian. So Jesus said that story in the Old Testament is a true story. Jesus Christ endorsed everything that is written in the Old Testament. Someone says, well, do you believe the Old Testament is true? I don't believe it. I know it's true because God says it's true. Well, someone says, well, if that's the Old Testament, what profit is there in studying the Old Testament? Or is there any profit in studying it? Absolutely. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, Paul said, whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning." We through comfort and patience of the Scriptures might have hope. Well, what Scriptures would he be talking about? He wasn't talking about the New Testament because it had not yet been revealed. He was talking about the Scriptures of the Old Testament, and there's profit and benefit for us even today in studying the Old Testament. Paul was writing to his son in the faith, Timothy, in 2 Timothy, the third chapter. And in verse 14, he said, "...continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them, that from a child you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus." What did Paul tell Timothy? He said, Timothy, all of those scriptures you've been learning and reading and knowing since you were just a little child help you to understand about Jesus Christ. They make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Well, what scriptures would he be talking about? He wasn't talking about the New Testament because the New Testament at that time had not yet been revealed. It was in the process of being revealed. And the book of uh, 2 Timothy was one of those letters that was in the process of being written and revealed. Scriptures that he was writing about, to Timothy, was the Old Testament scriptures. And when you study the Old Testament, the Old Testament makes you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ. In this sense, there are prophecies in the Old Testament about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Over and over and over again, they say, Jesus is coming. And then when you come to the New Testament, the message is not that Jesus has come, uh, is coming, but rather that Jesus has come. And then the message of the New Testament is that some days coming again. So the Old Testament contained prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we study the Bible, we study the two testaments, Jesus said the Old Testament is true and there's benefit for us in studying that. But Jesus Christ also endorsed the New Testament, and here's the amazing thing about it He endorsed it before it's ever written. Absolutely. In John chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus said, Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He shall guide you into all truth. And he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he heareth, that shall he speak. So Jesus Christ endorsed the New Testament before the New Testament had even been written. Jesus endorsed the Old Testament as being true. He endorsed the New Testament as being true. Someone says, do you believe the Bible is the word of God? I know the Bible is the word of God. I know the Bible is the Word of God because it just seems to be the Word of God. It seems to be the Word of God from two or three different standpoints. Number one, from the circulation of the Bible. It's the most widely circulated Bible that is in existence today. It's in so many different languages and dialects throughout the world. But it seems to be the Word of God because of the way that it originated It originated in the mind of God, given by inspiration of God. And then it seems to be the Bible, to be the Word of God, because of its uh, preservation. There have been people down through the years that have tried to destroy the Bible, just like there are those in our time who would like to destroy the Bible and do away with the Bible. But the Bible is an indestructible book. Jesus said that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away, Matthew chapter 24. So this is God's book. i urge you to obey God's book. And when you study it, you'll learn to become a New Testament Christian. You must believe on Christ. You must repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. Let me urge you to do that today. Also, let me give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. Please come and visit with us as soon as you possibly can. And also pick up the phone right now. Call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you is my prayer.
0: We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible Correspondence Course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible@golftel.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214.